step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Can we do a quick round of claps? This is Tim. Dana. Matt. Rory. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I feel like I really flubbed my class. I, I feel like you did too. I'm really embarrassed I know, I for you. <laughs> I did too. I yeah, you too, Mary. You sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, There's no. an incredible amount of pressure we put on ourselves to get that clap. You know, it's like I'm it's just not saying that because like last time I flubbed it, and I was like, oh, thank God, it was just like a normal clap. <laughs> Oh, well, 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 if it isn't the Hunks Podcast. It's like jerking off and never coming. It's like tantric comedy. Hunks Podcast Season 2, Episode 10, brought to you in part by the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and Manitoba's safe. You're at home program. Um, uh, stay safe, stay at home. Uh, we are, of course, the Hunks, and my name is Tim. I'm Dana. I'm Matt. I'm Rory. And together. <laughs> oh, boy. I tried to say today wow. and together at the yep. same time. Wow. Yeah, I got that. What, what a legendary flub that was. First word out of the gate. Let's do two at once. <laughs> today on the podcast, we are joined by author, actor, comedian, uh, 12 Gemini Award winner by my count. Uh, I don't know if you've got a shelf. You can uh, double check that later, Mary. But um, we are so happy to introduce uh, onto the podcast for the very first time sketch comedian icon, Mary Walsh. Hello. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Hi. I'm clapping for sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim has a tendency to uh, introduce people as if there's an audience. And so there's always yeah. like a I little know. bit of an awkward. And like, so I was sort of waiting for the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. the, yeah. the thing. Yeah. 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 We should really get one, a soundboard that has an audience applause. Yeah. That would really, Why really not? Yeah. 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 That, would, that, would, that would be good. I mean, Rusty, yeah. Yeah. Our, our sound engineer, he could throw that in. Yeah, put it in right now, Rusty. Put it in right now. Okay. <laughs> and perfect. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I have a hard time like not introducing people in that, in that form of get ready for... Uh, like I was hosting oh, a funeral once, let's and get I ready to podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you say you were hosting a funeral? <laughs> yeah, I, I hosted a funeral once, and I couldn't help but introduce the people as coming up next <laughs> on the oh, stage. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, oh, enough boy. about me, Mary. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I have a new puppy, and um, you know, I very rarely leave him alone because. Uh-huh. Um, I just, uh, you know, don't want to screw up, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm terrified that I'm going to, you know, uh, I noticed that I'm not that bad with things, 
but it's not that I'm great with things. You know how people have those <laughs> Christmas cactuses and they grow to be yeah. this oh. big and they bloom. Yeah. I have, they don't really last and then they get about seven blooms. They don't die yeah. and they do bloom. So it's good, <laughs> but it's just like, I just don't want to do that job on the puppy. So I'm mm. overly <laughs> attentive. I'm helicopter puppy and probably driving him insane he's actually was born quite a naturally good pup and i think i'm driving him the other way (laughs) so he's in the kitchen now locked in the kitchen crying and he's never locked in the kitchen without someone someone always with him but i realized that i had to get people out of my house because Mm. you know i had to ask my husband if he would move into his own house back into his own house and (laughs) You know, I had other people living with me and I all I had to ask them all to move out because I realized that the only time I ever really this is way too personal, but the only <laughs> time I ever really felt comfortable was when the house was empty. Yeah. Huh. And I locked that door and my shoulders went down. I thought the performance is over huh. for the day. Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. really. So now I have this puppy, so now I'm on for him. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> and introducing yeah. are the amazing pups. <laughs> no, so. oh. Are you the type of person who can't be like yeah. nude in front of your pets? I'm I I don't like being nude in front of pets. <laughs> I, I'm I I I don't. I'm never nude anyway. I bathe in two or three layers of uh, two or three layers of scarf. It's not, not an issue. No, I, I don't like when P- Tim brings our dog up into our room um, if I'm not wearing even enough clothes. <laughs> I'm like, she's my right. daughter. She can't see me like this. <laughs> she'll, have, she'll get the wrong idea. <laughs> and then you have That's to explain, what... look, this is where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do feel that I'm like, I, I, there's no place for a pet in my bed because it's like there's this weird boundary of like mm. I'm naked in here and sometimes we smush together when we're naked Tim and I and I don't want anything <laughs> I don't want any <laughs> dog to see that or yeah, not yeah. that he would see that I don't even want it to be on its radar <laughs> it's not a show right. it's not a show I, I uh I yeah I I had another dog I mean I had other dogs I didn't have I had my first dog when I was about 25 I guess Andy Jones gave it to me Bert the freedom dog we used to just let Bert go free because we thought that that's what dogs needed was more freedom so he would actually on Gower Street like he would actually chase cats upstairs (laughs) in their house (laughs) and then I remember one time he had a little dog in his mouth and we were going no no no, he's really friendly (laughs) and then we went out around the bay once and we just let him go you know what I mean he was never on a leash or anything like that Bert the freedom dog Mm And we met this old, and we looked out to, you know, because Bert was running free, and we looked out to the ocean, and there was Bert and two white, what we took to be dogs. Mm And we went actually as stupidly as this, and we were in our mid-twenties by then, and there was no reason for us to be this stupid. (laughs) We said, oh, look, Bert's made some friends, I remember saying. (laughs) Then we met this old lady with her shotgun cracked across her, you know, the way it's open like that? Uh Very old lady said, I'm going to kill that dog. (laughs) And we went, what? What? And she said, he's after killing, those were two sheep, Uh her two sheep. (gasps) He drove into the water and one of them drowned. Oh, oh my oh, God. No. 
salted so he sheep. begged her not to shoot Bert, oh, and uh, and indeed she didn't, and actually had us over and gave us tea and uh, bickies. So it wasn't all that bad. But how ridiculous! I don't know where we got that idea from that that would be the best thing for the dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like yeah. some yeah. '60s notion <laughs> yeah. of you know. Woodstock and letting yeah. it all hang out yeah. and you know yeah the dogs just <laughs> listening to Jimi Hendrix and you're like this has got to stop <laughs> too much acid yeah. Yeah. I don't think Andy even did any acid and I didn't do that much really no just the orgies like, mostly yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was my parents there. parenting strategy <laughs> it was mine too yeah. that was my parenting strategy and all my son needed was structure mm-hmm. so that's why i'm trying so hard with the dog to be mm-hmm. more you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've made so many mistakes in the past <laughs> even with the christmas cactuses for god's sake <laughs> i was just gonna say mary you must have had the gift of gab for you know as long as you can count because how do you go from a situation where a lady is approaching your dog with a shotgun and then next thing you know you're She's giving you tea. <laughs> well, that had nothing to do with us. No, no. That was just her. Yeah. Like we explained to her right. that really it was our fault yeah. and that we were, you know, uh, developmentally delayed in so many ways. <laughs> and uh, and so she went home, you know, with the gun over her arm and we weren't sure. But then um, uh, if an hour or so later, she called and said, uh, come over for a cup of tea. So, of course, we did. And. They were quite nice. And so all we kept doing was, you know, in that towny way, explaining over and over and over again how stupid we were and how Bert was a really good dog, but he had very bad parents. <laughs> so <laughs> just acting out. Acting she out. already yeah. had your phone yeah. number or did she like stick you up for the phone number? Well, see, we were staying at someone else's house, uh. Uh, you know, and then so she knew that we were there. Mm. It was a very uh. small town. Mm-hmm out around the bay and she knew we were staying there and so she just called bill's number and uh, and we answered it was when you know you always answer the phone i never answer my landline anymore i know it's shameful to even admit i have a landline <laughs> but i do and uh but who, I, I never answer it anymore but in those days that's all right. we had yeah yeah, so, yeah. and it was stressful <laughs> to not answer so sad. <laughs> yeah how could you not answer it yeah 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 you would never know who it was or who called no, they, there was nothing to leave a message on. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? I'm, I got to know. That I have yeah. now? Yeah. A golden doodle. Oh, yeah. Husband and I were talking about getting a dog. Then we went up around the bay again. My niece and her son, who's only 10, but is absolutely besotted with designer things and basketball. They had a, they'd gotten a dog from Miss Doodles in New Brunswick, and she has golden doodles. And Hudson called the dog Gucci. The dog's name is Gucci. But he was the most adorable dog. And he got up in my arms and he snuggled right into me. You know, the pandemic. Yes. So, you know, I thought, this is what I need. And then I got Bowser. And then I thought that I'd gone to hell with a broken back for those first (laughs) few weeks. Out six o'clock in the morning in the semi-darkness, in the freezing cold, you know, just going up and down the closed-in side yard like I was in some kind of horrible prison from some Marvel movie. You know, like, oh, dear God. And uh, things are better now. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So at least you got to pick up the dog poop. That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
picking up the dog poop. That is the number one. Well, you don't see the new kind of puppy regime is you have to go out and you have to not move so that you don't distract them mm. from poop. Oh. So the poop is like, you know, days when it happened were days of great celebration. Yeah, yeah. At least I wasn't stuck out there in a prison, you know, side yard, exercise yeah. yard for nothing. <laughs> yeah. I got a bag of poop out of it. You know, whereas yes. really, yeah. the other way was just so desperately unhappy. That's why I can't have a mirror in front of me when I go, because otherwise it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I, I do sometimes see Bowser look around at me when he's pooping and I look away. I'm not, you know. He's like, I dare you to move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then one of my friends said, but he has to learn to live with you too. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, right. I'm not going to stand there like an idiot at 6.30 in the morning <laughs> with the driving rain if I want to move, you know. So, yeah, we're, we're you know, it's... Um, Finding that balance, Again, eh? I think from too much, from too little mm -hmm. to way too mm -hmm. much, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Like, mm -hmm. um, as is always, black, white, you know, up, down, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. no wonderful... Mm -hmm. Of course, there aren't very many comedians, are there? Are there who are, have that wonderful balance? Like yeah. Mike McDonald used to say, <laughs> that there are two kinds of comedians: diagnosed and undiagnosed. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big. I'm a. My biggest problem is yeah, all or nothing thinking. Very much. Yeah. All the all the way extremist sort of yeah totally. And yeah. I gotta say, if you want to look at a dog pooping, you do it. <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> yeah, you don't day. need my permission mary you don't need my permission you give yourself this permission it's your house it's your That's side right. yard your side exercise yard That's you're in your own little attica yeah it's your poop you know <laughs> once it's out of the butt <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> and technically um, you do own the dog so you also own the poop inside the dog so i'm just saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technically, it's all mine. <laughs> you go to the vet. Can I get that in writing, please? <laughs> no. Mary, I'm, I'm sure you've been asked this question, uh, you know, a hundred times or whatnot. But, uh, you know, we're, we're a sketch group and, and we've been doing sketch comedy in Winnipeg here for the past, uh, since 2015. And we started off doing a, a monthly show in a theater here. We wrote a new show every month and uh, brought some guests out and you know did our best to try to uh, put some butts in the seats so we had an audience per to perform for but uh, I yeah I was wondering like uh, I saw on the internets that you had left uh, Ryerson University to uh, start writing and, and joining the Codco crew and doing stage shows we Grew, grew, formed Codco. Mm -hmm. I was at Ryerson. Right. Uh, Greg was working with Theater Pass Mirai. Tommy and 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 uh, Diane were looking for work, and they went to Paul Thompson to audition for Under the Grey Wacky, I think, which was one of those shows that Theater Pass Mirai did, where they went up north and then interviewed all the people and then put together a show. Mm. You know, oh, okay. Those earlier Canadian collectives and uh, uh, Tommy Sexton and Diane Olson and Paul. Thompson said, here's 300 bucks. 
why don't you guys do your own show, right? So myself and Diane and Tommy and Greg Malone, and at the time, Paul Samets, but he left us and went to the St. Lawrence Company. So uh, yeah, it was me and Greg and Tommy and Diane and Kathy Jones and Paul Samets. Yes, seven, there were seven of us. And um, we had already worked with Andy Jones and Bob Joy, but they had gone to England, Hmm. Bob to go to Oxford and Andy to join the Ken Campbell Roadshow. And uh, so we started that show called Caught on a Stick and it was all about the way that Newfoundlanders were perceived in Toronto, which must've been 1973, 1974. And it was, um, you know, it was like Newfoundlanders, like were just a joke. Like we had gone from being Britain's doormat to Canada's laughing stock. And there were those Newfie joke books. And you could just mention that you're from Newfoundland and Toronto at the time people would fall down laughing. It was so funny. (laughs) And uh, and so we we just did a show called Caught on a Stick. That was, and it was really, you know, you have to be very careful what you write, because uh, we wrote. Um, we were, I had seen it on the on the door of a bar. It said, "The wild cod lie dead in the ocean. The wild cod lie dead in the sea. All cause it caused. They all died of water pollution caused by the oil industry. Huh. It was on the thing of the bar where we used to go across the street on Dundas, mm-hmm. and we wrote a song about that and. Uh, and acted it out and did funny things, you know, like you do. Yeah. And then, of course, it all came to pass. And then, you know, huh. we did when when the kids left Mount Cashel and went first to look for help. We were writing a sketch at the university at that time called Morton the Dying Child Molester. It was a, <laughs> it was a, a comic opera yeah. about a child molester who was very was dying of cancer and had to be put in the it's so funny i know i'm i'm dying laughing he had to be put in the pediatrics ward oh. <laughs> i know i know oh god and i remember tommy's mother said to him he was outraged because tommy played morton and uh, tommy said oh yes she said um, you know, Greg Malone or Andy Jones or Bob Joy, they wouldn't play the child molester because they got a university education. You don't even have your grade 11. <laughs> Just Tommy was dying because Morton had all the songs. Like, Tommy was a real song and dance person and right. Morton had all the songs and all the dancing and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was dying to do it, you know. Uh, but uh, that's the way his mother saw it. He didn't even have his grade 11. So naturally, Greg Malone, he got his BA. Uh, so he wouldn't be playing a child molester. But yes, but you know that kind of prescient thing that you do in sketch comedy? I don't know. that. And, and then, you, you know, life imitating art and you, you sort of feel like... Let's not say anything too bad mm. because soon that will happen. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You really jinxed oh. us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the the writing style for those early shows? Did, like, did you do the Second City kind of stuff for improvising into uh, scripts, or was it uh, yes, sitting that's around exactly and, what we did? Yeah. that's why I don't understand improvisation because improvisation just seems like a step on the road. Part one, to ah, yeah, right. You know, uh, and because we would improvise, uh, tape everything, improvise it ten times, huh. go through the tape, see what was best, ah. and oh, then wow. write out from the tapes, and then write again. You know what I mean? Yeah. If right. things, yeah. So sorry, you would improvise and then do a yeah. revised improvisation of that same scene. Yeah, ah. because sometimes you wouldn't get anywhere. Right. But we 
tape all our improvisations, mm-hmm. you know, on audio tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, and sometimes, interestingly enough, the first go round had the most funny lines yeah. in it. Yeah. But sometimes, honestly, you didn't get there till, you know, improv six, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, yeah. So, and then we would just pick out the, somebody was, you know, would go home and write, you know, do the, go through the tape. Right, right. And then that person would have, a lot of funny lines. And you go, <laughs> didn't I say that line in the improv? And Andy would go, little line, who wrote the, want to argue about who wrote the? <laughs> but, uh, we, were, we were very, very, um, when we did the, the Codco, this, this is what I find really, it's, it, sometimes when I go over my past, I wonder how I managed to live. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, because, you know, turkeys, when it starts to rain, they look yes. up at the sky, mm-hmm. brown with their mouths yeah. open, yeah. and you think, <laughs> Me and turkeys. But, um, we, when we did the TV show, we had awful, awful rackets about who had the most time. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. a big thing, like who had the most uh, TV yep. time, who had the most camera time. So Andy devised a thing where you could get uh, you'd get one point for being an extra, huh. two points for being you know a principal, yeah. and three points for being the star. So then, and you try to work it out so everybody would be, have 30 points or, you know, an equal amount of points. Right. And then, of course, you go, yeah, I got 30 points, but they're all ones. I got 30 ones, you know. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God. Which it was very, very, uh, what do you call it, competitive. Yeah, right. <laughs> but when we laughed, we really laughed. And I don't think I've ever laughed as much yeah. Yeah. as I laughed yeah. with those early people. And I thought when I got away from them that I would find a whole other bunch of people who I would know how to work with as well as them. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then that doesn't happen. Mark McKinney said the same thing about Kids in the Hall. He was so, he thought, oh, this is the way it goes. You just have Mm -hmm. all these people who you just, it just goes like this, you know, and then they say that and then you say this and it's really funny, but it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because you guys with Codco were doing live shows for, what, 10 years before you did a TV show, something like that? No, we were doing, we only lasted, you can imagine. uh, We lasted from 74 to 77. Okay. And then we, some people who had become Rastafarians and vegan went and got, (laughs) bought land in New Brunswick and were going to grow vegetables or something and I decided to take up weaving and you know what I mean yeah, we yeah, all yeah. went our separate ways but we all kept working together bits in bits and bobs you know in okay. different things and yeah I ran the LSPU hall for a while as the program animateur and so I did a lot of shows like making time with the Yanks which was about in Newfoundland in the 40s there were six American bases and like wow one lady said been, and it meant we went right out of the depression, right into the most money we ever had in our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And one woman was uh, supposed to have said, thank God for Mr. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> there were six American bases. So yeah, everybody, yeah. it freed up. We had a very rigid class system. Yeah. So it freed that up because everybody went to work for the Yanks. Yeah. You could mm-hmm. make more money than God working for them. So that meant government jobs could go to other people. And you know what I mean? So it made, it freed us immensely. And that was back when the American invasion, when you liked to be invaded by Americans because they 
brought chocolates and stockings and whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they said not, they're only going to be there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you find them on your couch three months later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can you do a dish? Wearing please? your robe? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, there was a period of time when the Americans believed, and we all believed, that the Americans were just like some big, friendly Rottweiler, you know, but it's amazing, mm. no matter how friendly a big dog is, once he gets in your space, he can really do a lot of damage, right? Just yeah, yeah. by being friendly. Yeah. yeah. You know, boom, boom, boom. It's, you know, things are smashed and yeah. broken. And, wine you know, glasses off and the coffee just, table. Just being friendly. Yeah. What? Wine glasses off the coffee table. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> America like, was like a big friendly dog. Now she's more like a big, you know, not that friendly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, I want, but they were always destructive. Uh, anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to ask a little bit about uh, twenty-two minutes as well. Like, there seems to be such a open access bridge. Watching like recent seasons between uh, that show and like any politician in the country. Like, it seems they seem like very accessible now. Was but I, I imagine that must have been some sort of a trust relationship built up over time. Like. Was there, was well, there? You no, know, we started in 1993, I guess, when the mm. liberal government came in. Uh. And, you know, most politicians, let's face it, want to be on TV because yeah. they yeah. want to show right. you what a great guy they are, what a great gal they are, how, you know, hail fellow well met they are, mm. how funny they are. You know, yeah. we had no yeah. idea, actually. Again, I have to apologize because I was 40 by then. <laughs> but I remember thinking that we were going to change the world, uh, you know, and ambush politicians and say things to them that people wanted to say. Yeah. But, you know, at, at before I even finished, which was like 2006, 2007, you know, politicians were calling us up, asking us to ambush huh, them. Really? You know? really? Wow. So our plan hadn't really oh. worked. But then, of course, the conservatives are up to such deeply evil stuff yeah. that they don't want to talk to anyone or be anywhere right, right? Yeah. or let anyone near them i can only assume it's evil stuff i've no idea yeah. you know what i mean yeah but yeah. uh but why won't they like when harper was in he had a big yellow thing around him where real journalists couldn't get in let alone huh. i remember jerry hall was on this hour at that point with Gavin and she was playing this kind of ditzy uh, young woman who had a crush on everyone and she went to a um, Harper um, a Harper uh, you know scrum right and uh, the RCMP arrested her what? what they took her out of there in handcuffs so you know they're they're very like they've if they're not I'm not going to say okay so they 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 have those kind of repressive fascist leanings uh -huh. whether they are you know and it, yeah. and the more they the more they're successful at it the more they think oh this is the way to go mm -hmm. yeah look at donald trump yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah that worked out pretty well no harm no foul huh so. yes what was uh what was uh, did you have like a favorite politician that you like to get under the skin of or like well, not that I like to get it, but my favorite politician was John Chrétien oh, because yeah. he was funny himself, mm. and he, you know, there's this uh, um, uh, there's this uh, uh, famous Newfoundland joke that I really like, and it's about a guy who wants to buy a horse. He goes down the southern shore. He sees this horse in a beautiful meadow going down to the ocean. He finds the farmer. The farmer says that he can have him. They calls, he, you know, he can buy him. He calls over Dobbin, 
and Dobbin comes racing across the field. There's only one other thing in the field. It's a huge tree. Whap! Dobbin goes right into it. <laughs> Bloody from town says, what What are you at? You're trying to sell me a blind horse. And Bloody from, Bloody from Fairyland says, no. He says, Dobbin's not blind. He just don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the way that was, I think that John Christian did give a fuck, but he didn't give a fuck about how you perceived him. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, right, I think yeah. he, he did care, Cared but he wasn't job. like, constipated in you know because he's done Image. gone through all that bell palsy thing he'd right. been yeah. through yeah. all those things yeah. right and yeah. so uh, he was and and you he was funny mm-hmm. yeah. he was naturally a funny guy yeah. so you always knew that even if you failed because you only got one chance right because you were actually ambushing them he couldn't go can i ambush you yeah. can I, if I ambush you again <laughs> yeah, yeah between yeah. two but, and three o'clock tomorrow for an ambush <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you know the thing is you can you can tell the real ambushes from the pretend ones yeah because there's an energy there that you can only get when it's actually live and everybody's you know yes yeah right yeah. up on bus yeah. right yeah yeah so uh, yeah jean Chrétien was my favorite um you know um I can't even remember anybody else now. Where were there others? <laughs> <laughs> Kiss Stephen Harper, I remember that. but he wasn't the minister. He wasn't the prime minister then. Yeah. Uh, you could still get at him. He was he was trying to become the head of the party. He was trying right. to the, you know the the the, the Kiss party, his way to the top. The yeah. leader, yeah. yeah, and so the leader, the party leader, yeah. and so of course anybody could get in at him, uh-huh. and um, and it was at the very end of my this hour is twenty two minutes, and that caused a lot of chagrin hmm. and outrage and things. People were really, really horrified, and and maybe they were right. I mean, you know, I I just. I was on my way out and I thought, uh, what can I do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just put on a lot of orange lipstick. <laughs> and because, you know, that's what conservatives and Republicans, they're just against everything. Yeah. And they even when they're in power, they're against everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're against themselves. They're against the power elite. Yeah. Well, who the fuck do you think you are, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So, so that I was just trying to give him, like, because it did seem that when I was Mark, I found after a while that I had to really like the person mm. in some kind of way. Because when you're that close to people, and so I had to have goodwill. So my 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 instinct was to tell them something that you know to help them. Right. Right. Mm. So I was like saying, mm. you can't. You know, you can't be against everything. You're against, you know, uh, Kyoto, you know, not just the the Accord, but the whole city too. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, you know, uh, you got to be for something. You got to, you know, yeah. and then yeah. be for yeah. me. And then, like, I kissed him, and uh, <laughs> then that was sort of shocking. But but at the same time. I mean, it's not like I was full of goodwill toward him. Right. But uh, <laughs> I did have a certain amount of pretend goodwill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I was like somebody's aunt who was coming to give them, you know, advice right. as to how they could win. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how were, how were you guys received by other journalists? Well, you know, we would always, because Jeff Dion was our road producer, mm. and he had been the head of the news and uh, news and whatever current affairs on Halif- in Halifax for about 10 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And so we were always very, very respectful. Mm-hmm. So we would never go in when they until they were finished. Uh, we would uh, okay. wait till the scrum. We would be there 
Yeah. And I would be feeling deeply ashamed because everybody else would have on their very expensive burglary <laughs> with their expensive briefcase, and I would be there in a felt suit with gold glue around my back. And uh, you just we have would to always stand wait for 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> I know. We would always wait until they got to the end of their questions, and then they were, we would get the politicians just as they were uh, going. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a good way. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's one of those things that only people in comedy will ever know is standing, wearing something so stupid <laughs> and being so serious about it. You know, and then everybody else is, like, while you're waiting, yeah. like, luckily I went, you know, I was educated by the nuns, uh, so I understood shame. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it actually worked for me because I would be so full of shame and, and humiliation by the time it was ready to go that I would think, oh, shag it. I might as well just, you know, go for the gullies on this. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? I, can I go down any further? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, we've traveled through airports wearing huge top hats and carrying gigantic combs and stuff. Yeah, like it's just... five foot combs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, this feels like a decent time to get into our game for the podcast. Yeah. Matt, do you yeah. want to explain how this works? Yeah, sure. We're going to play Two Truths and a Lie. It's our favorite game to play on the Hunks podcast. It's where uh, one of us gives three statements, two of which are true, one of which is a lie. And then everybody else has to guess which one is the lie. And uh, helping us out with our three statements today is none other than Mary Walsh. Mary? Okay. So, okay. So, when I was, this was before my son was born, okay. and I was still, I was, you know, because sometimes comedians like Eddie Murphy really was like the first rock and roll comedian, mm -hmm. wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Sometimes comedians like to, would like to believe that they're like rock and rollers uh -huh. or anyway. So I was <laughs> drinking, you know, like I was a rock and roller and I went on holiday with my maiden aunt and my boyfriend at the time and my two friends well, anyway, um, and then, you know, liquor is very, very cheap in St. Petersburg, which is a, 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 a retirement community in Florida. Okay. Okay. And, you know, like I, once you take the top off, that was like and so we were making, you know, gin fizzes for breakfast and stuff like that. Yeah. And I ended up getting arrested and for attacking a hotel from the outside <laughs> and uh, coming to in the St. Pete's Beach uh, drunk tank, which there's only me, and um, <laughs> there was, a, and it was really nice, and the bars were painted blue, and the palette was actually beige, like a nice clean, that's it was nice. very, very clean. I don't think they get a lot of people at the St. Pete's. Yeah. Anyway, that's, there was that, okay. that's that story. Oh Open one. bar and then drunk tank. One time, um, uh, I was visiting Andy in England and he was rehearsing a show at the Royal Court and it was the Ken Campbell Road Show and I was doing something standing in for someone and Samuel Beckett, you know, of Waiting for Godot mm -hmm. was actually, actually came into the audience of the Royal Court and laughed a couple of times at uh, something I said. <laughs> wow. Okay, then um, when... Um, when I was up north, I got lost out on Hudson's Bay uh, and I got really kind of frightened because it was getting dark. And I and, and of course, it's you think 
of when when I think of ice here, it's like flat. You know what I mean? Yeah, on, yeah. on the in the harbors, and we don't quite. But Hudson's Bay is like. Oh. That's what the ice is like. It's like, and so you're down behind Very a great hilly. big thing, and you can't see where you're going. And uh, huh. so uh, my son found me, and I was there doing a comedy festival. So I could have wow. died for comedy. <laughs> oh my god! And bringing comedy to the north. I love that we say bringing comedy to the north, like the Inuit have been practicing for thousand years. Right. Anyway, anyway, those are my three stories. Okay, that was some wow. good exposure. Ooh. Yeah. Oh All come right. on. Exposure. Um, uh, so, uh, I think that the drunk tank one is the lie. I think that there's some element of truth in there. I'm not sure what, but I think that that would that one is the lie. Mm. Yeah, I think I agree. Actually, I think that, but I think that the element of truth was that it, you picked up your friend from the drunk tank. Um, and that's how you mm-hmm. knew that the, that how nice it was, and you were like, mm, "I want to stay here." <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think you attacked the hotel, but you weren't arrested. You were applauded. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say. Uh, so I also think that's the lie. <laughs> the, ho- ah. the hotel was wanted in three states. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. it was on the run. Uh, okay, so yeah, we had the the, the drunk tank, the yeah. Sam Beckett. Sam Beckett, and uh, which I can't imagine what Samuel Beckett laughing must sound like. It's probably like ha, and then a thirty-second pause. Ha, <laughs> pause. Ha. Um, <laughs> have you guys seen Godot? It's supposed to be here. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Churchill. No, not Churchill. I'm thinking Churchill because we're in Manitoba, but Hudson's Bay. Ah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say maybe the Hudson's Bay is the lie. And um, it wasn't Hudson's Bay. It was, a, it was Yellowknife, maybe. <laughs> no, the actual lie is the Samuel Beckett. Oh, oh we all oh, lost. Oh, yeah. Clean sweep. But, um, but I really was in the drunk tank. And then to make things a million times worse, I was so hungover. And my auntie, I'd promised her, you know, in Florida, you can gamble. Like, you know how old people love those slots? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can gamble t- t- so many miles out to sea, two miles out to sea. So there are all these boats you can get on. <laughs> and so I promised Aunt May that I would take her. And of course, she was not speaking to me because I had come. She didn't know I was in the drunk tank. And uh, and then I had to go out. And, the, and it's down underneath the deck where the gambling happens. And the noise is unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I was never so sick. And I had to spend all day there. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, I went home and had a drink. Uh, good thinking. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, that was that was the that was truthful. Wow. The lie was uh, Samuel Beckett. But wow. actually, it happened to Andy, but I just uh, I steal the story. Oh, that's yeah. nice. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the nice. nugget yeah. of every good lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So what, were you in Churchill when you got lost on Hudson's no. Bay or was it? No, I was in uh, Iqaluit. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. wow. Iqaluit. You know, Iqaluit is right on the thing. Hudson's Bay is yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the other coast. Whew, yeah. That's terrifying. That's Ice yeah, Mountain. Is Can you imagine something, anything more terrifying? A wolf coming over. Oh, no, a polar bear, I mean. Polar bear, yeah. <laughs> oh. Polar bear. Oh, oh yeah. Riding a polar bear. You're so cute, though. <laughs> Surely they would. You just have to. Yeah. You have to just be nice to you them. You know what's yeah. especially <laughs> cute is when they're 
is when they're stalking you, then then they when you turn around, they cover their nose really quickly because yeah. that's the only part that you'll be able to see. So how adorable is that? And they're like, whoa! So cute. And they just want a Coca Cola. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. It's actually a real problem. A lot of diabetes in the polar bear community. That is the problem. It's not the melting ice yeah. cap. It's the diabetes. Right. Diabetes. Yeah. A lot of three-legged bears up there. Um, yeah. What, what was that? Was that your first time in a Calouette? Have you ever uh, like performed in Alert or uh, been up a little further? No. Uh, a Calouette. I've been Yellow Knife, White Horse. Wow. Um, have I been? And I've been in Labrador. I've traveled all around Labrador, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, to Nain and uh, on the coast, on the coast of Labrador. To Nain, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Nain, and uh, <laughs> I can't think of anywhere in it now. <laughs> but anyway, we did a tour there back in the 80s, wow. and that was fun. Yeah. Oh, sweet. We should do that. We should cool. get yep. to Yellowknife and, oh, and I'm so White down. Horse. Yeah. 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 Did you go when it was full? People like anything you do. Oh, it works. Like anything? <laughs> goes up there because it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just so expensive to get there. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and then expensive to eat there yeah. and then expensive to stay there. It's really, you know, you really have to uh, get... Um, I think uh, I go with uh, cracking up the Capitol out of Ottawa, and right. now John Helmke does the Arctic Comedy Festival. You should contact him because what this comedy festival needs is a bit of sketch. You know, I'm so tired of uh, you know. Does anybody? Uh, I mean, uh, lots of great stand-ups. I don't mean yeah. that there are, but there's just so much more. Of course, a, an old sketch hound like myself. <laughs> There's just so much more art to sketch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people have to be good actors, and yeah. Yeah. well, like people like um, uh, Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Like he was such a br- he was such a shitty actor on film. <laughs> yes, but he was such a brilliant actor in his stand-up. Like yeah. when he do a deer in the woods or something, yeah. you could actually see it was. He was so brilliant, but no, there aren't that many stand-ups that are doing that kind of work. And I right. think there needs yeah. to be more sketch. I, I think that's what we're best at in this country anyway, is sketch. I don't see why we're not doing more of it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, we have a really good pedigree for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's alarming how many people have no idea what sketch even is. You, yeah. you describe it to them, they're like, oh, improv. Like, right. Oh my God! Right. I, I'm so over improv. I just don't know anybody who does it. Colin Mockery is an improv genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Yeah. But but other than that, it's like you know, it's like the first day of rehearsal when you're just trying out something, and it's always the same story. Like we used we used to go to this improv thing because a friend of ours was part of it mm. in um, in London, and it was um, you know in in London, England, mm-hmm. and uh, they were all you know fairly established people i guess mm. but it would be and they take suggestions from the audience and then they do musicals but it'd be the same fucking musical so we went three or four times it wouldn't matter if it was the you know the phantom of the opera you know like you're stuck in a you know uh, in a sewer and you know blah 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 yeah. or you know it's a rock and roll thing of, uh, you know it would just all be the same exact stuff, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just so disappointing, are, but people love it, yeah, I guess. They always yeah. end up down at the wharf, hey? <laughs> <laughs> 
also like yeah so it seems to me that just a step along the route to something mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's like jerking off and never coming <laughs> right? you know it's like tantric comedy <laughs> but everybody is mad for improv it's true mm. i think that should be well i think that know. improv mm. can be magical but there's all but i'm not willing to take the risk because i'd say mm. most improv is bad and and the worst improv is worse than the worst anything mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, bad yeah, improv yeah. is, is yeah. worse than bad stand-up it's worse than bad sketch it's worse mm. than anything mm. yeah you know, when yeah. we did uh, that series, Hatching, Matching, and Dispatching, which is my favorite series that I ever worked on, we started off in the old way. We went, it, it's but based on people who have a funeral parlor, a wedding hall, and an ambulance service. Yeah. And that's quite common in rural Newfoundland and northern Ontario, too, and maybe in, in Manitoba, I don't know. Yeah. But so we went, started off interviewing people who had that business, going around interviewing. Then we... Huh took the tapes of all that and we turned it into a transcript. Then we oh. gave it to like uh, Sean Majumdar and Johnny Harris and, you know, Steve Cochran and Sherry White and Adriana and myself, I suppose. And and then we d- and, and um, Joel Thomas Hines. And then we improvised huh. around that material yeah. and some new stuff. Then Ed McDonald and I took all that stuff and we distilled it down into six TV shows. Oh, huh. cool. And I love that process yeah, that's personally. Beautiful process. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, when we're writing, yeah. we usually uh, just try to get our hands on as much bath salts as we can and uh, <laughs> <laughs> lock ourselves in a room. I never understood that, the bath salts thing, but I know. Oh, I don't even know what they it are. It kind of honestly. disappeared. People were running across bridges right. naked and eating other people for a while mm. i understand I and like, then yeah for a, it went out, it went out of the news right. i don't know <laughs> see i feel like it was one one guy now just to clarify this may sound like a stupid question but are these like people eating something that you would normally just put in a bath and enjoy no 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 it's, a, it's okay. the name of a Apparently drug <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, like that's misleading. Concussion. But I thought it was bath salts too for <laughs> the longest you. time. Yeah. I yeah. Thank you. How can they be that bad? <laughs> yeah. but, you know, well, especially since kids are eating Tide Pods, apparently. So exactly. it's like not yeah. that far off the realm. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have the special lockdown mm. on your Tide Pod thing. I saw it on TV the other yeah. night oh. to stop your children from eating the Tide Pods. It's like. After you taste it first, why would you go on? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. They must yeah, taste surely they amazing. can handle one. <laughs> they had a sip of beer once, and they were like, "Well, everyone likes this." So, yeah. <laughs> um, I I want to send a special thank you to, of course, Chad Anderson, who uh, helped us uh, arrange this interview. Mm-hmm. And what was it like working with Chad? A bit of a nightmare, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> why? No, it, it was like we were doing a show uh-huh. called Canada It's Complicated, right. written by a diverse bunch of people yeah. all over the country. And then we hired, you know, Chad and 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 other people who were comedians. And we tried to get we tried to represent Canada as much as we could in all the different diversities. Yeah. And Chad found it and it was a singing dancing comedy. Yeah, thing. I remember that. Yeah. And you know, t- Chad 
You know, I felt very sympathetic because, boy, when it comes to singing and dancing, I'm really, and I got that kind of old alky thing where I don't want to give it up. You know what I mean? I don't even want to try. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I want to be in a bad mood yes. that they're doing, <laughs> you know, right. like they're asking me to do it. Yeah. You know, I want them to back off, you know, and... Um, and and so I had a certain amount of sympathy with Chad because it wasn't his long suit, right? right. And he was, but he did it, and he did great, and it was great yeah. working with him, you know. And I'm sorry he had to suffer so much, like. <laughs> with, you know? But I don't know if he if he learned anything about singing and dancing or not. Oh, he's you know? singing and dancing all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, terribly, but. <laughs> he's very funny and very, and yes. great to work with, I think. Yeah. And, and then I, I just think that the whole singing, dancing thing, I don't know if he really knew he was signing up for that when he signed up. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I used to sing, we used to sing in Codco and Sandy Morris used to be our musical director. And he used to go, just stand, Mary, just stand back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd just go on like that. Just, oh, just a little more. Yeah. Just behind that door there. Ha, 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 ha. Very funny. But, uh, yeah. So it wasn't really what I was good at. I love those people who are so good at everything, don't you? Mm. <laughs> like comedy and singing and dancing. Yeah. And don't you love them? Yeah. yeah. It's even better when they're really attractive. Oh, and really attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. That's like I wish there was one here with me now. <laughs> Dana, take it away. <laughs> and a one, two, three. But no, that's why like with actors, I'm like I'm like, okay, you're with beautiful actors, you know, uh, where the and they can sing and they can dance, and I'm if they're funny, then that's when I get mad, you know, where it's like, no, that's my yeah. thing. Leave something for the rest of us. Yes. I know. Well, listen, what about Jan Arden? Like, oh, oh, I, I mean, yeah. I don't find her show that funny, but she is dead funny. She's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah. Like, you know, bang, 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 bang. Beautiful voice. Crazy beautiful great, voice. Great, beautiful music. Yeah. Then she's got to come in on my yeah. turn and be funny. Come on! Okay. Well, we're gonna start like a Canadian sketch or a Canadian comedy beef here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I must say I love Jan Arden, and I'm not saying that I don't like her show. I do like her show. It's just that it's funny, isn't it? Especially when mm -hmm. you're a comedian. Like uh, I used to, we used to say, oh, like when somebody do something, they'd go, don't. I know you're not laughing, Mary, but you seem to be indicating that you're finding it humorous. And I go, yes, I find it very humorous. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> a funny place because you're, yeah. there's a part of you that's like thinking, oh, this is really funny. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of you that's thinking, why didn't I say yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why is he saying that? You know? mm -hmm. And so you're trapped in a non-laughing kind of way. Yeah. So it's hard for comedians, I find, to enjoy other comedy. But if you happen yeah. to find someone who you find funny, then Oof. you better just glom right on to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. the only time I find myself laughing is when someone's bombing miserably. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I like uh, I like Ricky Gervais, and I like when they say, like other people go, and then you're working with Ricky, and then he starts to laugh right in the middle, and you think, oh, I bet he's laughing at me, and then he's going like, no, and, uh, and, he's go and then they go, and then it finds out, of course, that, He's laughing at something he just said. Or even if he didn't <laughs> say something, he's laughing at something he's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys should get up here. It's it's funny. It's funny here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy. 
Who's your favorite comedian, Tim? Um, I well, I just um, you know what? Yeah, I just watched a, a Netflix special yesterday, actually, of uh, Nate Bergazzi, who's oh. a stand-up comedian from Tennessee in the in the states. It was a stand-up show, but it was filmed during. You don't mean Tennessee, Manitoba? <laughs> I don't mean Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee, oh. Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, yeah. What's his name? Nate. Uh, Nate Bregazzi, and it was a special film during COVID. So it was all these socially distanced tables, and everyone's wearing a mask, and it's outdoors. And there was like four or five times where a helicopter uh, goes over top and interrupts the show. And I don't know how much of it was pre-planned or how much of it was him just acknowledging the ele- uh, the spinning elephant in the room or whatever and uh, but his riffs the way that he incorporated the uh, you know the helicopter in through and then sort of weaved it throughout the show I found to be really enjoyable really loved it and Dana what about you right now I'm really digging Sarah Silverman I've been listening to her podcast and and then I also just watched her her special on on Netflix and Oh, she's just got this perfect joke. I have a lot of jokes about squirrels for some reason. And uh, she's got the perfect squirrel joke that I was just like, fuck, I wish I'd thought of that. It's so good. <laughs> and how about you, Matt? Uh, I think pound for pound, my favorite comedian would have to be Tina Fey. I've just really loved everything that I've seen her do and write. And 30 Rock oh, yeah. is, is my all-time favorite show. And I think she's got a sense of humor that's right up my alley. Yeah, you can see the difference between her and... um, Amy Poehler? Her friend, Amy Poehler, yeah. yeah. That Mm -hmm. um, Amy Poehler is... But Tina Fey, I I think of her in those movies with Steve Carell out on a date. Mm -hmm. So she seems fairly... But then when I think of the stuff that she creates... It's loony, isn't it? Yeah. It's like loony. Yeah, it's yeah. cartoony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cartoony. Yeah, cartoony. Yeah, yeah. loony cartoony. As cartoony yeah. as you can be in a in a live action sense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm, interesting and how about you uh i like uh probably paul f tompkins would be my favorite just like giving me the most laughs over the years Mm -hmm. in mostly podcast appearances i would say like he's just so funny character actor improviser yeah exactly yeah i honestly i'm not even that familiar with his stand-up more so him as like a weird doing weird characters just Mm -hmm. makes me laugh Ah. Yeah. Who's yours? Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to talk to you guys about this really quickly. I know we're coming to the end. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say that, um, you know, and, and uh, it's really interesting, the people that you picked. And I was going to say Dave Chappelle just because I find him so brave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, I got into something that was a little bit, um, you know, I, I posted something on on uh, I didn't even say anything about it. I just posted something, huh. and it caused this great roar of people. And I, uh, and even back when I was sending up Harper, like people were threatening to, were calling me a fat old washed up whore. Oh, and I thought, fat, yes, washed up, yes, but whore, <laughs> just because I'm, I'm, you know, not a conservative. But so you know, it tends to make me back off things, mm, right? Yes. And um, and I'm, I'm just so moved 
by how brave he is. And sometimes I forget that, you know, when we were doing Codco in 1972, we were making fun of the Holy Roman Catholic and Apostolic Church, which was big in our lives, right? Yeah. And you weren't allowed to do that. So it's always been yes. that you can't make fun of things, right? Yeah. It's not a new thing. No. It's just that it's more public. Like we were denounced from the from the steps of the Basilica by Father Hickey, who later died huh. in prison for child abuse. Fuck. Oh, right. what a sin. I was so sad <laughs> to hear that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, um, you know, um, yeah. But but then not that many people knew about it right. <laughs> because unless you read the Monitor, which was the local Catholic paper, right. huh. how would you know that he, they hated us? But now it's so public and everybody is kind of afraid. Yeah. Are, are you guys feeling that at all? How are you feeling about that? Well, yeah, they're... We had like actually an, uh, a thing where like last week's episode, I had this stupid sketch idea for about about Army about Army Hammer. And then that week, right after we had released the episode, Army Hammer, their their stories were coming out about eating people. Yeah, I mean, but to. but also also there's he rape accusations to. there, and so then we oh, were rape. like, oh shit, rape. we didn't. Oh, rape! They're all at that. But it's the cannibalism <laughs> that bothers me. <laughs> well, we knew about the cannibalism, and then we were like talking about not talking about that, but just like, like making fun yeah. of it. And then, yeah. but then this other added layer was at, was added like a couple days mm-hmm. later, and we're like, "Ugh, are we gonna? Are we gonna? Is this is this insensitive? Is this gonna be? Are we gonna be catching heat for this?" Um, uh, Sarah Silverman was talking about this on her podcast a little bit, and she uh, her quote that I keeps ringing in through my head uh, on this matter is uh, that we need to judge people based on the sum of their parts, not by uh, by the not by the people that they eat. Not by the not by how much Sarah Silverman on that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you do have to have pretty thick skin to make a statement. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's a, it's you know, it's difficult tricky waters to navigate uh right because yeah i think that i'm old you know so you know uh, older anyway and that when i was young we were you know kicking against the man yeah (laughs) you know and all the establishment yeah and so but now i don't know i mean our people and and it never was acceptable to kick down mm-hmm. right that's not what comedy has ever been about no. that's you're not satirizing the poor right for fuck's sake yeah. you know or the or the disenfranchised or the disadvantaged mm-hmm. yes for your job is to you know then again you know who who owns the fool the king or the people who's right. the fool there to mm. you know serve both the king and the people i guess yeah. but um but but yeah, like uh, I I just think it, it's maybe a non-issue that people have yeah. always been. I always like to say, look, woke and chill. You know, I'm so old now, I barely strike a wink of sleep, so I can't possibly be any more woke <laughs> than I already am. And chill, I'm frozen all the time. I can't get the way hot enough. So you know, I'm really well past that. A circulation um, issue. <laughs> but but I do believe that we're making maybe something out of something that has always been the case like if you think yeah. about uh, the a, a watch call it solution mm-hmm. um a 
remember the satirist uh, who wrote about the Irish situation and suggested that the English should just fatten up the Irish babies, keep the Irish women alive, keep the babies alive, fatten them up and then eat them, getting back to cannibalism. <laughs> uh, it was It's the greatest piece of satire that was ever written. Yeah. And people thought he meant it. Yeah, and uh, he was a bishop. And, uh, and people went mad. But what happened was they... It's not like everything got all great, but one little piece of legislation was changed in the English Parliament in a modest proposal, is the name of the piece. And it actually caused something to change, you know? So you think, oh my God, right? And that was so offensive to everyone, offensive to the English. The Irish went mad because he was saying that they were just, they should be food, Uh, you know? (laughs) Like, first of all, that really got on their nerves. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but it actually actually changed things. Huh. Having Trump in has made us all believe that there's nothing we can do anyway, mm-hmm. that we're mm-hmm. powerless, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, you know, you don't, uh, water doesn't reshape a rock overnight. It'll just keep flowing right. over it until we uh, sort out all the rough corners you know i mean yeah yeah it's been i i read this interview with and then create our own rock yeah, yeah. yeah. A comedy yeah. rock let's get yeah. and nobody can stand up against that no water can get over <laughs> or around or through yeah. and Fuck no yeah. attractive people yes. <laughs> exactly <laughs> sing and dance yeah. no you get your own rock no. <laughs> hot rock and you make out with each other it's gonna be great <laughs> Uh, well, uh, are we ready to hear a couple sketch pitches? What do you think? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. This is the part of the show where we bring the energy down pretty low. And Matt. Pitch some sketch ideas not fully thought out. <laughs> Never will be. <laughs> fires. Matt, what do you got Yeah, sure. Uh, just a couple quick ones. How about this one? How about um, it's the newlywed game, but one... Uh-huh couple is just oversharing too much (laughs) yeah 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 that's fun I like that what's what's your husband's favorite song well ever since his mother died it's been (laughs) yeah well I know back when he was in Hitler Youth it was (laughs) (laughs) it was Deutschland über alles of course I do. I like the idea of a game show sketch. I was thinking about this the other day. How hard it can be to end a sketch. At I, I don't know if like and to bridge a sketch. Yeah, yeah. We used to have a little company called Bridges Incorporated. Oh yeah. Miss Hello, Miss Bixby, Bridges Incorporated. <laughs> I, how can we bridge these sketches? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but a game show has that built-in, like, and we're cutting to commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and okay, how about this one? La- this last one here, um, an ad executive. He he's trying to get fired, so he is pitching the worst ideas, and the bosses <laughs> all love it to the extent that they start changing the product to fit his. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, we could get a penis on it. <laughs> it's like, sort of like springtime for Hitler. What was that show? Yeah, the the producers. Producers. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the producers. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of fun status games you could play with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, good. I- yeah, good ideas, man. Okay, great. Yeah, good Thanks. Idea.
um well okay i think uh we're wrapping up on this uh podcast thank you so much for joining us uh mary walsh it was such a delight having you i hope you had a, a little bit of fun send me how oh you, i already know how to get in touch with you don't i because i'm gonna ask um john because we are going up to the north in october ah. uh to think about sketch because of course you we usually have workshops too right. you know yeah. and like nobody's brought sketch to the north i don't think you know and it just would be really good yeah we do it yeah. Yeah. yeah we have yeah. a great workshop okay. about how to fight as friends yeah <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah yeah how to twist the knife <laughs> your friends <laughs> back yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we all sleep in one bed, so that's that works out. <laughs> <laughs> we only need one airplane seat. We just just stack yeah, like I, Russian I dolls. Stack. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mary, is there anything that you'd want to promote to our uh, massive podcast audience? Well, you know, myself and Greg Toomey used to do this uh, sketch, ongoing sketch called That Show Sucks with Mom and Eddie Reardon, your TV critics, Mom and Eddie Reardon. Nice. And so nice. I'm working with someone who had worked with. Um, uh, worked with the Trailer Park Boys on their cartoon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a great... Uh, so we, we've got an animatic, which is like an animation, except it's not as good as an animation, mm -hmm. like it's not colored in. And when mom's mouth moves, it doesn't move all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a yeah, sure. to pitch. And so, um, you know, hopefully that's, um, you know, uh, coming out. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, and Ed McDonald and I are working on... Um, uh, a Halloween Fury, which is the Fury family from uh, uh, Hatching, Matching, and Dispatching right at Halloween. Oh, right? nice. And yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's great. Very cool. Great. Um, yeah. And I, I want to also plug quickly Chad Anderson's stand up comedy album, Live at Wee Johnny's. Uh, mm -hmm. Get that wherever you get uh, your comedy albums. It, it was released on Comedy Records. Absolutely fantastic album. Just hilarious. Mm -hmm. Love you, Chad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can find Hunks on social media anywhere at Hunks Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all of those. I forgot to promote. We just put out uh, Broad Appeal, myself and Kathy Jones oh, yeah. as the two yes. old ladies. Yes. And it's on Gem. And we traveled across the country on Via Rail. Nice. And we talked to like, you know, Margaret Atwood and and um, oh, a lot of people. David Suzuki. Fraudster. David Suzuki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? It's on Gem. Yes. So for God's sake, watch that. It's called Broad Appeal, Living with Ease. Yes. Yeah. Check that yeah. out on CBC Gem. CBC Gem. I forgot Gem. about that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows what Gem is. If you have any kind of a thing, you can have Gem. Yeah. People go, what the fuck is Gem? If you can <laughs> dream it, you, you can stream it. If you have a phone it. or anything, you can just download it. It's not even going to cost you anything. Nothing. And there's extraordinary I mean, yeah. programming yeah. on there, yeah. Yeah. including us. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> lots of other stuff. <laughs> it's fully loaded with everything you can possibly dream to stream. CBC Gem, check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Hunks, we have an album coming out. It's a live uh, live album recorded live at We Johnny's in Winnipeg that comes out on April first. Everywhere, it's called Mouth Beef. You can get it. We'll we'll send you uh, we'll send you a press copy, Mary. How about that? <laughs> yeah, do please. I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet, sweet, Hear sweet. it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll pretend I'm watching too. Yeah. We'll yeah, do one can... of those animatics where nobody's mouth moves. Yeah. <laughs> good, yeah. good, good, good. Just... I can't believe I forgot broad appeal. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> 
Uh, of course, stick around to the end of the episode to hear a fully produced sketch from uh, your friendly neighborhood hunks. Uh, thanks to Rusty for editing that and putting the soundscape and stuff like that. This is actually the 10th and final episode of season two of the Hunks podcast. Uh, we're going to be back soon with some more sporadic uh, season three or I don't know. Our numbering system is so uh, it's not tethered to anything. You know, it's like the American <laughs> economy. It makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways, I just want to say one more time, thank you so much, Mary Wallace, for being our guest thanks, today. Mary. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks so Mary. much. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Great talking to you guys. You yeah, and thank we you so much. normally end on a song and a dance, so take it away, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Chad won't do it, so. <laughs> <laughs> if Chad will do it with me, I'll do okay. it. <laughs> okay, thanks again. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, thanks. thank you, guys. Thank you so okay. much. Bye. Should I just say close sure was, yeah. uh, sure thank you so much uh yeah, thank you thanks so much, so much. that was so fun that was great. The- okay great i'm really impressed with your microphones thank you does everybody have to have a great big microphone to be in hung <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah there aren't many okay. pre-rex <laughs> <laughs> well do send me that thing please you guys i really enjoyed meeting you yeah. and yeah. doing to. the podcast it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah. So it was much. great it was super fun okay thanks, thanks guys bye bye Honey, you know sex. Of course. And you know how we both like it. Well, sure. What if we tried some role playing? Ooh, yeah. Like, oh, like like I'm a patient, you're my naughty nurse sort of thing? Kind of. Okay. Uh, well, what did you have in mind? Well, what if I was a college student? Nice. And you were like the crusty old dean? Nice. And you're determined to shut down my frat house. Uh, don't you mean sorority? No, my frat house. Okay, well, I'm not so sure about that one. Okay. Well, what if you were like a high-powered lawyer? Ooh, yeah, and you're my sexy secretary. No, even better. I'm your son, huh. and I make a birthday wish that for one day you can't tell a God, lie. Uh, that's a Jim Carrey movie. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. What if I was like a sexy police officer? Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and you're a cannibal oh. helping me catch a serial killer who wants to make a coat out of human God skin. damn it. No, that's the plot to Silence of the Lamb. Okay, I'm a fat Italian Already man. know. And I'm making you an offer you can't refuse. See, yeah, that's the Godfather. Okay, you're a group of four preteen boys in the woods, and I'm a dead body. No, let's stand by me. You're trapped on a desert island. <sighs> and... And I'm a volleyball that keeps you company. Yeah, see, there it is. That's Castaway. Okay, I'm a Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. You're a Stuart Little. Stuart Little. I'm a a Brave Little Toaster. Fine. What do you want to do? Just the normal stuff. Fine. I'll get the fire extinguisher. You call the cops. Hunks is a sketch comedy group from Winnipeg. Got it? They are Rory Fallis, Tim Gray, Matt Nightingale, and Dana Smith. Episodes are produced and recorded each week from their homes in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Additional production and sound design and editing, stuff like that, by me, Rusty Mattias, at my home. Thanks again to this week's special guest, Mary Walsh, for this season's final episode of The Hunks Podcast. But stay tuned because The Hunks Podcast will have more crap coming your way real soon. Have a great week, everyone. Okay, bye!
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.